Radio. My name is Ryan Hanley, and I am joined. I, I got to tell you, um, I'm just going to stop from the normal thing here. Our guest today is probably has had one of the larger impacts on my career of, of any human being that exists. Uh, she may or may not know that, but um, I consider her to be um, one of the most important mentors I've ever had. And uh, it is just an absolute pleasure to share Emily Hewling with both you guys today on this show and ultimately share her as well at Elevate 2017. Emily, thank you for coming on the show today. Oh, Ryan, what an introduction. Uh, Thank you so much for saying that. I'm glad that all of my experience has played well for you. Well, I got to tell, I got to tell everyone, um, how we like how we came to know each other because uh, it is one of my all-time favorite stories and like I said one of the more impactful moments of my life so I am sitting at my desk I'm an insurance producer I'm sitting at my desk at the Murray group this is probably 2008 or 2009 I can't remember maybe 10 somewhere around there and um, and I had done a little bit of writing on ryanhanley.com or whatever but I, I certainly wasn't prolific at in any stretch of the of the means yet uh in my career and my phone rings and uh, our receptionist says ryan there's a woman named emily on the phone she says that sh- you do not know her but she knows you and she wants to talk to you and you know i had no idea what to expect and i pick up the phone i said hello and you say ryan my name is emily hewling you do not know who i am but i've been following your work for a while and we need to talk. Do you have time? And over the course of the next hour, um, probably one of the more um, meaningful hour-long conversations I've ever had, uh, we went from ha- me having no clue who you were or you know what I mean, whatever, to and by the end of it, we had sketched out a business plan for my speaking career for like the next decade. And my mind was like leaking out of my ears and my whiteboard was filled with notes and uh, (laughs) my heart was racing and um, it was a a very impactful moment and and basically reset my career on a completely new trajectory, which was a very good thing. A very good thing. Look at all the contributions you have made over these past, oh gosh, it's 2017 already, Uh, whatever, five, six, seven years since we spoke, you caught my eye and refresh my memory. Did you do something for like virtual university? Were you on a panel? It was something, a, the early, early, early stages of digital marketing, yeah. of agencies, excuse me, producers getting out there individually with, you know, in the framework of an agency to market themselves, to have a presence. I mean, this is really before there was, uh, a structure going on yeah. and you so I don't know what that was you were you were really at the forefront of of digital marketing yeah I uh I have no idea what the thing was I'm sure at, at that point in my career not that I say no very often now but um I would say yes to anything and everything and and um I'm sure it was some sort of webinar or something but uh yeah it was that was it was just really interesting and um you know, it, it, it told me a lot about, uh, you know, I, I hadn't really had a mentor uh, in my career up till that point. I hadn't had someone who said, you know, 
I'm willing to take, you know, my, my father-in-law helped me a lot, but, but he basically helped me with how to sell insurance, which wasn't a bad thing. And I use a lot of the things that he taught me in selling. Now at that time I was 20 something years old, thought I was smarter than everybody, certainly smarter than my father-in-law though, though that's probably (laughs) turned out to be false. Um, and you know, for you to take that hour and just say, look, you know, have you thought about this? Have you thought about this? It was, it was really incredible. So, um, you know, I, I guess publicly, I just want to say thank you uh, for for everything that you've done um, and the the role model that you've been for me. And you know, with, without without stroking your ego too much, why don't we get into a little bit about um, what you do and uh, and the speaking you do and what what you're uh, the people that you're working with in the insurance industry right now? Oh well, thank you for that intro and uh, asking me what I do. What I I'm going to go back to my call to you and how important it is not just in having, uh, doing that in building my own business, but the kind of things I do for others, um, like reaching out to you. So we have our antenna up and we have to be uh, sort of expert in our worlds. We have to be able to, to know what's important and what is cutting edge and then we have to be able to take risk and reach out to learn more and to help others advance. Have your, all those cliches, have your client's best interest in mind. Help solve their problems. Help your clients realize uh, what their, and understand better what their problems are so they can solve them themselves. So my my phone call to you was pretty indicative of how I built my business over the last 23 years. So I hear something out there, or a company has a new president. In fact, there's something about, um, oh gosh, with so many retirements, there are lots of changing CEOs, as you know, out there. I have a stack of CEOs that I'm going to drop a note to, send a copy of one of my books, probably selling from the inside too, and say, hey, uh, do you, uh, are you interested? Do you have it covered? that your people on the front line know how to make a difference in your organization, know how to connect with your customers, understand the culture. And by the way, do you even know what your culture is that you're creating? Do you need help developing your culture? And that's pretty much what I said with you. I said, Ryan, what you have out here is is so terrific. What are you going to do with the rest of your life? How are you going to use this this foundation, these fundamentals, in order to uh, earn a better living and reach out and make a difference. So that's what I've done. And uh, my business is selling strategies. And my uh, tagline is I help create top performing sales, service, and leadership organizations in the insurance industry. And I do that through you know, just a variety of ways of, of speaking and consulting uh, and individual coaching. So, um, you know, that's what we all need to do to grow our business is to be, uh, have our ear to the ground uh, and be able to figure out what is out there that we can help make better for the clients that we serve. One of the words that you've used many times in our discussions over the years has been culture. And... uh, you know, there, there are certain terms like culture, which I feel are almost have almost been bastardized by people 
using them over and over and over again, oftentimes without providing much value behind what they're trying to say. Um, but at the same time, and I, I'll put like a word like authenticity in this as well, right? Authenticity used way too much, but authenticity is incredibly important. Culture, I think used way too much by business gurus, but ultimately so incredibly important. Why, why is culture important and how does somebody in particular, an agency principal or a leader in an agency, how do they cut through maybe some of the, the nonsensical ideas around culture to what really helps drive uh, a, 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 a good growth-oriented culture or just a culture that makes the people in that agency happy? Right. Yeah, I'm glad you said happy. That's huge. You can have an organization that is successful by many measures, and if the people aren't happy, uh, that is certainly not sustaining. The definition of culture in the fewest words that I've been able to use uh, is this. Culture is simply a set of beliefs that govern behavior a set of beliefs that govern behavior, and it starts at the top of an organization. And it starts in the mind. Oh, and I just love doing uh, leadership sessions, and that's why we're doing Leading with Certainty at Elevate 2017. Okay, so culture is starts at the top, and it starts with the mindset of the leaders of the organization. So what's your mindset? It is how... You, you view the world. Do you view the world, you know, uh, speaking to, or to the points that I just said, that you are out to make a positive difference in the lives of the people that you serve, that you're out there to help them solve problems, that you're out there to be a go-giver. I love that book, a go-giver, yeah. which means you have their best interest in mind and you'll refer them to someone else if you can't help. Okay. Emily, so can I interrupt mind... you for one second and ask of a question? Of course. Yeah. So um, I just want to ask a question around the idea of it's. you said it starts from the top. Um, oh, yeah. Does it have to be so, – so let me ask you this question. Um, maybe you ask it this way. I mean, the let's say let, – let's say you take – you know, here's a problem I run into a lot with young agents. And uh, so I'm just trying to – I'm just trying to frame my question in a way that, that, that helps you answer it. Um, a – uh, younger producer doesn't necessarily mean age. Just someone who's who's new into the business, but but loves it. Um, says to me, Ryan, you know, I really want to do X, Y, Z, but my principal or the owner of my agency, they're incredibly comfortable. They've been successful. They're doing really well. Half the year they're down in Florida, and, and they work from there. But you know, it's tough to, you know, what I mean, like, it, it does it have to be the leader, or can someone? Is it anyone who wants to take on a leadership role in the organization? How does that work? Or, or to be successful, it really has to come down from that true leader in the organization. Well, no one's going to be happy working in an organization that the leader doesn't have a, a, um, a mindset that is aligned with theirs. However, leadership is not a title, it's not a position, it's not a rank, it's not uh, awarded. Leadership is earned, and it's earned at your desk, uh, uh, or figuratively speaking, virtually speaking, your desk. It's earned at the front line. So yes, we each of, that's what that leading with certainty is about. That's what I'm going to be talking about uh, at Elevate 2017. It is, it, it is you as an individual, each of us, uh, is is a leader. There's no question. 
But you have to be part of an organization that the whole mindset, which is uh, a can-do attitude, a, as I said, a positive environment, that the, that the clients come first, that all of that, the mindset has to be the culture, that set of beliefs that govern behavior that starts at the top. Uh, Ryan, have you worked in an organization where your beliefs didn't align with the owners or the manager that you worked for? Yes. Uh, well, it, it's it's not sustaining. I mean, yeah. it, it's something, yeah, yeah. So the, in mindset, and the culture starts at the top. However, what an individual does in his or her day-to-day, in the actions that they do, okay, I'm going to give you a quote here that I just use all the time when I talk about leadership. People act their way into a new way of thinking. People don't think their way into a new way of acting. Okay. People act their way into a new way of thinking. So that is why businesses need blocking and tackling that is consistent across the organization. And let me give you a couple of these that I find change culture in an organization. I have a practice that I call a rule of three. A rule of three. Are you familiar with my rule of three? I am anxiously awaiting to hear you. <laughs> okay. You send an email or text or whatever. I mean, you're communicating electronically. And uh, with a, it doesn't a colleague or a client. And, and the tennis ball is going back and forth. You originate something. They answer. You respond, they answer, and have you ever seen those threads that go on forever? And then, of course, I mean, it's just a mess. The rule of three is this. If your electronic communication is going back and forth and you have hit a third time and it's going deeper and more complicated and taking more time, the rule of three is this. Pick up the phone. (laughs) Pick up the phone. And that is a cultural practice, a cultural practice. Another cultural practice is this, and this works for agents, it works for MGAs, it works for companies, all of, all of whom I'm in the whole distribution system of our fine industry. And another rule of the, of the road, a cultural practice, is this. Tell them, tell your clients what you can do not what you can't do. We have a terrible tendency to start with sort of the exclusions of things and that we can't do this or we can't write this. Or, and boy, what a way to turn off a consumer, yeah. a buyer. So why don't we start with, let, let me tell you what I can do. I, I mean, it's just, it, but that's a, it's really a culture that shapes the organization. So back to people act their way into a new way of thinking. They don't think their way into a new way of acting. The rule of three in telling people what you can do, not what you can't do. So a producer comes to an account manager and says, I need this by 2 o'clock. And instead of saying, I can't do that, the account manager says, let me tell you what I can't do. Does tomorrow morning at 8 o'clock work? And Ryan, you sat in an agency for many years. What do you think that someone who, now again, you're in charge of your own uh, emotion in responding when you say, I'll tell you what I can do, and you're in charge of your own time. 
what do you think a producer will say when you tell that producer what you can do? They'd probably be fine with it. They'd be fine with it. And so one of the things we do is we box ourselves into corners and we, and we, we don't have enough dialogue or we don't pick up the phone or we don't tell people what we can do. And so the, the organization has to support this because I'll tell you what's so frustrating for me is when I speak to groups and the front line is listening to me and at the break they come up to me a man or woman, it doesn't matter the age, I assure you. They come up to me and they say, that'll never work in my organization. <laughs> Let me tell you what I'm up against. Let me tell you the people aren't accountable, that, that job responsibilities bleed over, that there is somebody that I'm to rely on to support me and what I do as an agent, a producer, an underwriter. Uh, and, and that individual isn't being held accountable to the job. Um, Gosh, what a difficult situation for a good employee. Yeah. Yeah. So mindset, you know, that's what culture is. It is the set of pra- it's a set of practices uh, that follows a belief, and it has to be throughout the entire organization. Who leaves an organization when uh, things aren't aligned? When, who, who, who are the ones that leave an organization when things aren't right? You know, it's the good of, people. Yeah. The good yeah. people leave, not the bad people. Yeah. No, you're 100% right. I mean, what I hear you saying a lot and you know, I'm, I'm is a lot of it has to do with setting expectations too, right? It has, you know, communication, you know, at least in the example that you gave between uh, whoever's doing the quoting, CSR, whoever and the producer. I mean, I know as a former producer, I know as, you know, being in the position I'm in now, um what causes the stress is not knowing when the fix is coming. It's not yeah. necessarily when the fix is coming. So if you if I need something fixed on a website, as a, you know, in my current role, say, um, yeah. it, what it doesn't bother me if the answer is not for two weeks. What bothers me is if the answer is we can't get to it now, and you have no idea when the fix is coming, right? And and I'm not saying that happens, but just you know, the it's it's more are we you know, is is the is the is the owner setting expectations for the staff? Is the staff setting expectations between the different departments? And understanding what those expectations are uh, helps build the culture. Am I am I dissecting that right? Yes, you certainly are. That's exactly right. And and having um, set expectations, agreed upon expectations, and then people that are held accountable to those expectations is what really makes for you know, what, what my business is about, uh, creating a top-performing organization. Boy, I'll tell you what's frustrating. It's probably one of the reasons I left the company ranks and went out on my own. As a good, as a, a good uh, employee, uh, a, uh, a top-performing employee myself, there's nothing worse than the person sitting next to you not doing the same quality work, the yeah. same commitment to the position or the company. And so, uh, yeah, it's, it's really important that there be consistency, uh, you know, within the organization. And that is, that is definitely what culture is. And I, I agree, it's sort of a, you think of it, it's a, an, an, maybe an overused word, an amalgamated term. People don't know what it is, but it truly is the set of beliefs that, gov- that governs uh, individual behavior. 
Yeah, I would say that as I have moved from uh, when I was at the Murray Group being very much a, a staff member, a producer, but a, but a staff member, um, to having more of a leadership role at TrustedChoice.com Agency Nation, um, the hardest thing that I've found, and I, you know, because my, my next question was going to be, why don't you think that this seems so obvious? <laughs> why don't people just do it naturally? Um, I look into my own career, you know, and, and what I do on a daily day basis, and I say to myself, it's super easy to say, but holding yourself accountable to these things can be very difficult. And I think it's it's almost like, um, you know, when you're trying to build a culture, because we talk about it all the time uh, at, at trustedchoice.com, you know, how do we build the type of culture that we want to work in? And um, we've lost good people. We've lost bad people. We've gained good people. You know what I mean? It's been, you know, as we've tried to find the right mix of, of people and ideas and energy and all that kind of stuff. And... Um, you know, I say to myself, you, you, you can say all you want, what you want the culture to be. But at the end of the day, if you are, if you don't hold yourself accountable to the same principles, the moment people sniff that it's do what I say, not as I do, everything you've tried to build seems to come falling down. Right. Right. Yeah. You have to live it. Yeah. Um, and uh, it, it, you know the spotlight is on each of us every single day, um, which is why when we're you know talk, when we talk about the importance in a business, uh, which uh, the theme, the reason you created Elevate 2017 is you know the digital marketing and the digital tools to uh, grow the business. What is it that I said to you, Ryan? I said you know that's all well and good. But it's your own individual reputation, your own individual, personal individual actions and behavior. I'll tell you a story about a, an account manager at an agency. And I'm in there working with the leadership team on strategy planning and a good size agency about at the time, uh, about 30 or 40 people. So I'm working with the owners and the management team on, as I said, strategy. And part of that was working with the producers, which was fun, my old-fashioned client-based selling courses and turning service into sales. And now I call it great service sales, selling from the inside. But all that idea that each of us in our seat is responsible for growing the business. So I am waiting outside of an account manager's uh, cubicle, Dilbert cubicle, and uh, Katie is wrapping up a phone call, and I didn't mean to overhear what she was saying. I was just wanted to let her know what little conference room we would be meeting in. So she puts down the receiver, and she says, that jerk, and I mean loud. So I, she, I said, hey, when you're done, 10 minutes, let's meet in the conference room. So we do our thing, meeting in the conference room, talking about whatever we were talking about, her time management or productivity or working with a producer, whatever we were to talk about. And at the end, I said, hey, before we leave, may I ask you a question? Who did you call a jerk? And, of course, you can imagine she got flushed and embarrassed, and she said, he didn't hear me. He didn't hear me. And I said, I, I I, I know that. I didn't mean to accuse you. I knew you put the, believe me, I saw you put the receiver down. And I know he didn't hear you, but why would you, who was it? It was a client. Calls all the time. I, I don't know why he doesn't look things up himself. He bothers me all the time. And I said, uh-huh. And, of course, this is what happens, Ryan. Once you start to sort of uh, 
um, um, what I want to say, debrief yourself on what just happened. It's amazing how the light bulbs go on. I mean, she realized how inappropriate that was. And I said, whoa. I said, okay, he didn't hear you. He's a jerk because you don't want to be bothered, and yet your job is, um, she said, taking care of customers. I said, good. I said, and what else are you missing? There's this pause and pause and pause, and I said, want me to help you? She said, yes. I said, how does it make you look to your coworkers when you're calling it didn't matter if, who, if it could have been an underwriter, if it could have been an, a client. I don't know. who you, Nobody knows who you're talking to. A jerk. How does that make you look in the eyes of your coworkers in terms of your professionalism? Mm-hmm. She said, I hadn't thought of that. Behavior. Behavior is what you do when no one's looking. It's uh, telling someone they undercharged you for a product at the checkout line because you just, that's the right thing to do. <laughs> you know, it's, it's what your own conscience. It's, it's your own, what I want to say, your own, uh, not your own reputation, um, your own, help me out, Ryan, what it, you know, your own. Well, um, I think you're building, what you're talking about is building your personal brand to a certain extent. It's absolutely, um, you know, I, I, this is an this is a difficult one um, for me sometimes because I know I'm a passionate and emotional guy on all levels, and uh, sometimes I let that get the better of me um, in different situations. I just do. Uh, I know it is a failing of mine. It's something I work on all the time, and I have before allowed situations to. Um, I have allowed a situation to be bigger to to dictate my emotions to me instead of keeping them in check and, and, and just working through the problem. Um, you know, it's, a it's, it's, you know, none of us are perfect, I guess. Uh, but, but it is something that I have to work on because I don't, I think to myself every day, I do not want my personal brand to be emotional guy, right? Guy who, who, you know, fly. And again, this is more when I was younger than it is today, but you know, I mean, I knew that to be the case. Um, and, and really every, this is something I say in social. I think it applies to what we're talking about here. In social media, I say there's no such thing as a personal um, social media account. Every single thing that you publish, whether it's on your personal thing or on your business page or what have you, is on your business page. They're all on your – all of it reflects your business. There is no yeah. – you know what I mean? So if you want to post negatively or positively about President Trump, Either way, understand that that is directly impacting your business. You don't get to say, don't judge me by what I say on my personal page because that's my personal page. You don't get to say that. And I think the same goes for the situation with your CSR, right? In that situation, um, she was saying clients can get to me. And it almost shows a bit of weakness, right? Which is what I see, you know, when I, you know, when I was kind of evaluating my, my, you know, myself from the emotional standpoint, it's a weakness because you're allowing the situation to be bigger than you, which is what she allowed to happen there. And people judge you right or wrong on those actions and reactions. And if you don't want them to do that, then you have to keep yourself in check. And it doesn't mean you have to be stiff or, or whatever. It just means you have to be intentional and purposeful in the way that you react to things.
Yeah, everything, have you ever heard the expression moments of truth? Yeah. Every single yeah. thing we do leaves an impression. Yep. And it is up to each of us to do the best we can that every single experience, every single situation, every single reaction we have, every single uh, um, moment is a, the positive one on how um, people view us, the perception people, you know, people have of us and therefore that is your personal brand there's no there are no silos anymore there are no walls and that's exactly what you just said every single thing we put out there (laughs) ryan i have to remind people when they answer their phone uh, that we are our own receptionist uh and this could be whether uh, Anything, whether, I mean, uh, uh, some smaller agencies do have receptionists and they don't have direct dial numbers. So, you know, I mean, something's coming to you. You know it's an outside call. Uh, Or we all have our mobile phones where most of us get most of our calls. And you are your own receptionist. So, uh, I mean, how do you want to, um, to open that call? Do you want to identify yourself by name? Do you at least want to be uh, cheerful? Uh, I once called someone in an office, and the tone of her hello was and name was so flat, I waited for the beep, and there was no <laughs> beep, and I said, Teresa, are you live? And she said, yes, I'm here, and I said, I thought it was a recording. I mean, you know, that's you amazing. think that's funny, but that really happened to me. Well. I can tell you from listening, because we record every phone call that comes through trustedchoice.com, the referrals. Yeah. And I probably listen to, I've, I've said a million numbers. It's somewhere north of 1,500. It's a lot, a lot of phone yeah. calls. And I can tell you that I know, I, I can almost, I, I can tell you with almost probably 90% certainty whether a call will go deep or will fall apart based on the very first thing that the human being says, right? I can, wow. tell, I can tell you almost immediately. Just it's either it's wow. either it, the way, the energy in which the person on the other end of the phone picks up and answers from the yeah. agency side, I can tell you with 90% certainty how deep that will go. I, can just, I just can tell. The person's either ready, willing, and able to solve whatever problem they're about to be faced with. You got or, it. This is another thing they have to do in a stack right. of things, and they want nothing to right. do with it, and it's going to fall apart. I, I, it's without fail. Yeah, so see how um, fundamental and how simple uh, some actions are yeah. that set, uh, well, set our brand, and then set the, what you just described is set the expectation of the other person. Yep. Uh and there you go. If somebody in, in hi, hi, I'm like, you know, uh, I mean, what are they going to expect from that call? Not, yeah. a, not a whole lot. Well, that's the interesting and, part about this is that it often doesn't fall apart because of the agent. It often falls apart because of the, the reaction from the person on the other line. So the person calls and says, you know, whatever they say, and the agent responds, let's say, flat, or in some cases, you know, like, why are you bothering me? You can literally, that's like the yeah. tone that comes through. And what happens is the, the now the prospect who was calling, they then become guarded and defensive, and their tone right. changes, and you can sense it. You can feel it on the phone. And then the, they become less willing to give information. They become more vague. 
and you, you can you can hear them kind of curling up into their ball because they're like, man, I don't really want to deal with someone who's going to answer the phone like that. You can right. you can hear it, you can sense it. Where that same person calls someone who's upbeat and they're open and they're giving them information and they're answering the questions and they're not being guarded and they're paying attention and it is it is just it is so fundamental and almost so absolute that um it's it's it really it, it blows my mind and today you can literally be like yep this one will be good and it was this one will be terrible and um you can you can just sense it it just it happens every single time well well and the same is true through electronic communication yep that i mean it, uh, some of the basics are make sure in the text even though uh, the content that i mean the content of your message originating or replying that you do mention the person's name uh, like I, I might just say, got it, Ryan, or, yep. you know, you don't have to say dear. I mean, you know, a lot of that, but, but people do want to have that connection yeah. Um, yeah. through the, the uh, electronic communication as well. And so let's not forget that, um, that it's, we all want to be, and that is part of this leading with certainty that I will be talking about. I have, after 23 years, Ryan, I can say I have too much information to share in the whatever amount of time, 40 or 45 minutes I have. And that is my struggle as, with my, um, you know, uh, long uh, business with a, a long-term business here. It's too much information to share. But we will certainly be, um, you know, just talking about every single thing we do and the uh, impression that we make and the attitude that we bring, and um, uh, just real-life agent stories, producer stories, success stories uh, that that everyone can um, draw something from, like my original conversation with you. It's not that I um, told you things that you didn't know, a good speaker and a good communicator is somebody that plants seeds and allows people to figure things out on their own. And I think in all my years of consulting, I've learned that. That is probably the most important takeaway from this entire call. And, and I don't mean that to be trite because uh, we've said a lot of very valuable things. But I I could not agree with you more. And, and the reason that um, the reason that I have enjoyed our, our relationship that we've had over all these years has been that, you know, what do we catch up? Twice a year maybe? Every six months or so yeah. we jump on the phone and just see how each other's doing yeah. and what's going on? Yeah. And in that time, um, you have never led me to the water. You've asked me questions that helped me figure out if I actually wanted the water or not, if that makes sense to everybody. And, it it uh, makes perfect sense. And yeah. that's sales, too. And it's that management. Is sales. It's yeah. sales. Yes. Um, and, I was on, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I just, I think this is, this is I, I want to wrap us up here because I, sure. I, we could talk for another hour. And we talked for 30 minutes before we hit record. So, <laughs> we did. Uh, I don't want to waste any more of your time, and, and I want to move on. But this is what I have to say to everybody listening. Um, uh, Emily is going to be talking on Tuesday morning to the full audience. She's going to be going early in the day on purpose, uh, because, uh, she's going to get you jacked up and she is going to set your mind, um, in a position where the rest of the day, everything that you hear and everything that you have heard before will be put into the context of how do you use 
this tactic, this strategy, this idea, this little bit of inspiration, how do you fit it into this idea of leading yourself with certainty so you can lead your business with certainty? And I just, I'm so incredibly happy that you accepted my invitation to come speak. Um, And I want to thank you for absolutely everything that you have helped me with over my career and uh, really to share. I know many people have, have seen you. You've been in the industry for a long time. But for any of those who haven't yet, um, to be able to introduce you to them through Elevate is just an absolute pleasure to me. So thank you. Well, you are welcome. I can't wait to be in Milwaukee. What an event. What an experience we are all going to have together. Oh, I agree. Well, so if you're listening to this podcast and you're like, I got, I'm, I'm not waiting anymore. I'm making this happen. Agencynation.com forward slash Elevate one seven, elevate one seven. Get your ticket. Um, Big Eye members get a discount. Get in there. Get your ticket. Get to this event. You do not want to miss this. I actually had someone email me the other day and said, said this isn't an event. It's an experience. And really, that's what we're trying to build. I, I want you to think of this as fun, as inspiration, as exciting. You're meeting good people, and and there is this this big glob of of whipped cream on top that is just these amazing speakers right and and it's just uh i think you guys are going to be blown away by by the by what you get and uh and i just couldn't be more happy to to share amazing speakers like emily with you guys so make sure you go agencynation.com forward slash elevate check it out i want to give a big shout out to travelers insurance and zywave Two platinum sponsors. You're going to hear so much more about these guys, but check out Zywave, Z-Y-W-A-V-E.com. Go check out their tools and resources they have for agents. Some of the most successful agents I know uh, use Zywave products and then Travelers Insurance. It's just a staple of our industry and uh, we have the CMO of uh, of Travelers is going to be in the house speaking either just before Emily or just after Emily. I haven't quite figured that out yet, but um, it's just, this is going to be an amazing event, guys, and I want you there. So, uh, if you want to get any of the links, learn more about Emily, check out what she said, or just go to agencynation.com forward slash podcast. Look for Emily's episode. And I think it's going to be episode 66 or 67. I'm not sure yet, but I go, I'll have links up to her newsletter, which you have to get on her website and, um, her book selling from the inside. You can get all that from her website. I'll have links to all those things. Um, but, uh, Emily, thank you again. You're welcome. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you.